Welcome to the Metal Bob Live Podcast. I'm your host, Metal Bob. Today's show is brought to you by Legend Picks and also artist Jeremiah Kalik. You can find links to our sponsors and more at the Metal Bob Live website. There you can also find links to the latest Metal Bob gear, including shirts, hoodies, and more. On today's show, I had the pleasure of speaking with good friend of mine and Quad City musician, Mr. Chuck Murphy. I throw a few random questions at Chuck. We talk about Skid Row and more. So sit back, have a listen, and enjoy the show. Thank you. Chuck Murphy, what's going on, brother? I'm on time. See that? You are on time, and I finally got my shit together, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, man? I'm good. Just had to go get my brakes fixed and spend money I don't have. You know how that goes. Oh, dude, I do. I do. I know how that goes. I totally understand, man. Yep. Yeah. So how's Chuck Murphy doing, man? No, Chuck's busy. You know how it goes. He's life, father of six kids and musician and yeah, no time for nothing. Well, staying busy, though. Yep. I feel you, brother. Yeah, I ended up quitting the band. I was in with Dettel and Carducci. I was just getting ready to ask you about that, man. What? Why? Why is that? <laughs> Uh, well, because of the prices of gas, it started raising. I started freaking out because, you know, obviously if the cost of gas goes up, cost of goods are going to go up, which means cost of living. You're right. And I was like, Ugh. every time I play with them, I'm taking a pay cut because when I could be getting four, four or $500 on the weekend, I'm getting a hundred dollars because I'm playing with them. Fair enough. So I had to focus on making money instead of spending money. Right. I know the acoustic uh, thing's always been a big deal for you, man. That's kind of where you're, that's your bread and butter. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Well, that's, I, I'm sorry to hear that. I was just getting ready to ask you how that was going. You kind of threw that out there already. So yeah, unfortunately that sucks because I, that was a hell of a band. Everybody was really enjoying it from what I heard too. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's first band I've been in a long time that didn't really have any drama, didn't have any BS to go along with it. If just four guys got in the same room to, to have the same goal and went home. Right on, man. Right on. So, well, shit, man. It's been a while since I've talked to you, man. Yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, dude. I, you know, I moved away, so I don't get to chat with guys back home very often. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun to say hello. Nah, you ain't missing much. It's the same on political BS of the music scene and stuff. Yeah, that's what I hear, man. Uh, well, shit. Speaking of music scenes, man, how about? the skid row deal man we were talking about that you know a little bit over social media the other day uh this eric gromwald character what do you think man you know when he was in heat he was amazing he was exactly what heat needed i can't remember the guy that he filled in for but he brought a new energy to that band and he's got a killer set of pipes and but i guess my thing is everybody's like oh it's not sebastian bach well no shit it's never gonna be sebastian bach right but it's it's a business to them I mean, this is their job. It's just like if you went to a factory and you quit, you know, they fired you, they'd have to find somebody to replace you. That's just the way it is. Right. So, and Eric, hopefully he brings a new energy. I mean, I, from what I've heard, he's a great songwriter too. So maybe that'll start helping too. Right. You know, and in the new song, the gang's all here, you know, I thought I could definitely hear the old Skid Row in there. I, yep. I, I could feel it in the music. Now, I'm not saying the guy's a bad singer because he sounded great. And he's even got a little bit of that Bach to him. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's hard for us guys that 
grew up with Sebastian Bach to accept that a little bit. Is that fair? That's very fair. I mean, there's purists out there. I guess that's what you call it. You know, Sebastian Bach was like, you're a little bit older than me, so you grew up in that era. But from like talking to you and talking to Brian Miner, that, that was like the creme de la creme of singers. That was who everyone wanted to be because he was so much different than the rest of the scene. So to have somebody like that who's your idol, so to speak, get replaced is never going to be easy for anyone. Yep. Absolutely, man. So, uh, you know, I heard the, I can't remember the guy's name, but I seen the choir boys. They just fired their singer. Did, did you hear anything yeah. about that? Yeah. They let Spike go. Yeah, Spike. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I have no clue. I mean, I barely know anything about the choir boys other than they exist and Ginger yeah. from the wild arts used to be in it. Yeah. That, I know you, I know you're a big fan of Ginger, man. Yeah, I am, but I'm not so much a fan of the band anymore. So, oh, okay. Well, I know, I know you've, you traveled across the country or across the seas to see these guys. Yeah. I went over for a uh, ginger did a song in words, which is like a storyteller session. That's awesome. Yeah. And there was only like 250 seats and it was in London, his backyard pretty much. So flew over for that. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, what, what else you got going on? I know you, I know there for a while you had a EP that you're working on. Where are you at with that? See, here's the thing that most people don't understand with being in the line of work that I am like, like rock musicians, like let's take Skid Row since we were just talking about them. They are focused on one genre. They know what to expect to come out of their fingertips and out of their lyrics, everything they know what to expect. But with us cover guys, for example, for me, I can go from Sam Cooke to Chris Stapleton to Warrant to Sir Mix-a-Lot all within the same half hour. So my mind is constantly changing as far as genre-wise. So I have musical ADHD is what I call it. <laughs> I love so, that. So, I love that, yeah. dude. <laughs> so it's hard to sit down and try to like be focused because there's times I'll sit down and I'm going to say, good, I'm going to write a hell of a rock song today. And I sit down and country starts coming out of my fingertips. So it's, that's the part where I'm, I'm trying to brand myself, I guess you could say, but it's hard when your, your head's not branded. Right. So I'm, I'm still working on it. It's just that I, it's, it's going to come down to who cares, just put out five or six of the best songs that you think are the, your shining moment, put them out. Yeah. You know, and so. it's, it's funny that you say that because, you know, the older I've gotten, and I think this goes with a lot of us musicians your genre and your, your, oh, what am I trying to say? You st- your taste changes. Your taste ch- does change a lot. Yeah. And it's not that those songs weren't always there, but you appreciate them more now. Correct. And and that's like, the way it is with country for me. Yeah, it's, dude. I, always, I hated country probably even as much as 10 years ago. I, I never, I, I never hated it, but it's it's broadened for me. I'm like I'm a Correct. I'm a huge Eric Church fan. I I love I love the songs that guy puts out. See, and I'm a huge Aaron Lewis fan. And I never thought I'd say that out loud. Dude, he's gonna be here in town. You should come up. Where you where you live at now? I'm in Columbia, Missouri, about four hours from you. Oh, that's right. He's gonna be in Jeff City like in a week, man. You should just come down and go. He's gonna be here in May, and then he's gonna be at Psycho Silo in August. Nice, man. All right, there so, you go. Yeah, Aaron Lewis is great, man. Yeah, he's you know back in high school when he was in Stained, it was oh he's just a whiny little bit. That's what it sounded like to me. But once he got into a different element, 
and I could hear the emotion that he was trying to convey all those years ago through his songs, it's like a whole new meaning to me. But now when you listen to Stained, it's different for you. I, I still can't listen to Stained. Maybe it was really? maybe again going back to what we were talking about. My horizons have expanded a little bit, and I'm not the same person I once was. So it's like, why revisit something you didn't like really to begin with? So. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But uh, I mean, I'm imagining those songs are going to come out different now when he sings them live. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he does a couple Stain songs, obviously, in his set, and it's it's weird how your mind works because your mind trains yourself to hear a certain band or a certain thing or expect a certain thing just out of your habits. But once that habit gets broke by something different, it changes completely. Like I appreciate some of the stained songs that he does acoustically now because they are in a different element. And I've seen him in a different element than he was before. Right. So, so are you, are you an Eric church guy at all? Do you like Eric church? You know, what I have heard, I do like. I haven't really sat down and gave him much of a, yeah, you know, an honest listen. Uh, he's kind of my guy right now, man, when it comes to the country thing, because I feel yeah. like it's it's a lyrical thing for me, though, like you. I like When I sit down and I just listen, the lyrics that come out of this guy's mouth is unbelievable to me. But I will tell you what, when the first time I heard record year, it oh. screwed my head up. Did it? Because he has so many different tempo changes in that song. It's a great song. It's very good. It's like John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah, I don't really call it country. It's Americana. It is, and I, I don't. I don't really want to say Eric Church is lumped into one sum because that guy. It, you listen to a whole record, of Eric Church. It's all over the place. Yeah, Ab- absolutely, hundred percent agree. Yep, he's definitely talented. There's no doubt to that. I mean, I've even like because you know when I travel, I listen to a lot of music. Obviously, oh absolutely. So on his his live albums that he's released for the past couple of years. Where it's like 30 tracks per album. Yeah. And it has like 10 covers. And that's pretty much why I started listening. Because I'm like, oh, cool. Country guy is doing some covers. Maybe I can learn something from right. But the more I started listening to it, it was like, damn, this guy's actually really good. And he, he sounds exactly live like he does on the record. Yeah. You know, and that's what, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, him and Chris Stapleton and guys like that. I mean, they were songwriters before they were ever artists. I mean. Correct. And that's, that's why they shine. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, there's there's a lot of those Nashville unsung heroes that are just yeah. like uh, there's a guy named Kendall Marvel, that's amazing country guy. He's wrote like five songs for Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And if I wouldn't have just told you that, you probably have never known. You're you're right, and it's just like yeah. Eric Church, Chris Stapleton. I mean, the songs that they've written for other artists blows my mind when you actually sit back and look at it. It's unbelievable. For sure. Yeah. It's just like, damn, these guys, they finally just said, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to write songs for people still, but I'm going to get out there and, and do my thing too, because why not? For sure. You get to a certain point where you can only write for somebody for so long. Right. I mean, I remember talking to Will Hogue. Um, and he wrote, even if it breaks your heart, which Eli Young band ended up making a number one hit out of, even though he released it like five years before and his exact answer, you know, me being a fan, I'm like, I can't, it sucks for me as a fan knowing that that song I loved so much was not a hit for you, but it was a hit for somebody else. Right. He's like, you know what? To put my kids through college. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, Jason Isbell wrote that song. Uh, oh, help me out here, brother. I know Cover you. Cover me up. Yes. Yep. And man, did that. Now everyone under the sun is covering it. It's, it's killing though. The guy, the guy that did it, uh, 
Oh, help me out, man. Morgan Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen just killed that song. Yep, and there's been at least four or five other guys that have released their own versions of it yeah. since then. I mean, even Zach Brown's released his own version of it. But it's funny about songs like that. Morgan Wallen is the first one I ever heard do it. I didn't know. Yep. That, I didn't know that was a Jason Isbell tune. Yeah, see, I heard it like four or five years ago when yeah. he first came out. Yeah, it was the one song that sold me on Jason Isbell because it was the first rec- first song on that record. Right, but that stuff's very easily overlooked. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, I always go back and I find out, oh, okay, Jason did this song. And then I listen to Jason's version. And But it's funny how many of them songs come out and it's like, wow, this is great. But, oh, shit, there was a version of this thing three years ago by a different artist. It's like. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the way a lot of these songs are. I mean, like most people wouldn't know the dance is not wrote by Garth Brooks. Right. Most people would not know Live Like You Were Dying was not wrote by Tim McGraw. I mean, it's just all these guys. You know, I've got buddies who live in Nashville, and they say it's literally like a job. You come in, you sit in a room with five other guys, punch the time clock, just like you would at a factory, and you try to come up with hits. So it's literally, it's it's a job out there. Right. So what you and I see is like a craft. To other people, it's just another nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I don't know if you've seen this, man, but I'm get, me and Scott Whitehall, we're getting ready to do a little three- Three show tour with a guy named John Nielsen out of Austin, Texas, back home. Yeah, I did see that. That's a couple weeks, right? Two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So yep. ho- hopefully you can make one of them shows. You know, John is a great songwriter, and I and I'd asked him one time. I said, John, I said, uh, so what's the deal here? We got we got people that can sing really well, but can't write songs. I said, but we got people that can write songs, but can't you know sing really well. I said. So where does this come into play? He said, man, he said, we just, we need to lean in on each other once in a while. He says, man, he said, like you were saying, it's a job. Yeah. You know, people need good songs that can sing really well. Some people just can't write songs. It just doesn't come out of them. For sure. But they can sing like a mother. Like I just watched a thing with the guy that uh, wrote Live Like You Were Dying by Tim McGraw, and the guy can't sing to save his life. But he was... He was rated, uh, he was put into the Nashville Songwriting Hall of Fame and everything because he's had like 10 number one hits because he knows how to write. Wow, that's great. Yep. That's great. So yeah, as like you're saying, as we get older, or you know, what used to be about the cool look and the glitz and the glamour and all the chicks, and all the stuff that came with it, it's, it's not important anymore. Right. Now it's about the, just the song being the song. Awesome. Well, man, I hope you can come out and catch one of them shows, man. I think you will really dig John. He's a great singer, great songwriter, man. He is, you know. Yeah, I watched a little bit after you announced it. Yeah, he's he's very, yeah. very good, man. I mean, just the guy can write songs. His voice is very unique. It's very, very good. You say he lives in Austin? Yeah, yeah, he's in yeah. Austin, Texas, yep. Good, so that means it's red dirt country. Man, the guy, country. the guy is great, man. Actually, his music's kind of all over the place, man. He writes all different styles. Very, very good lyrically. Very good. So it's, are you doing anything musically down there? Buddy, I haven't, man. I've just been kind of keeping keeping in touch back home and just kind of floating in and out when, when needed, I guess. I don't know how sure. to say it, man. But, yeah. you know, we're going to – I know that me and Scott have talked about I got a stu- I got access to a studio here in Columbia, and uh, we're talking about finally actually recording something. Good. Um, you know, and then you know I've 
just recently got back in touch with John that we were just talking about. So we're going to start trying to do shows, you know, at least once a year, you know, handful of shows back home and sure. You know, so you know, I, 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 I pedal enough in it, man, just to kind of, just to kind of fill that need. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It's not a necessity in life, so to speak, like it was when you were younger. Right. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of guys up here like Hazen and Brian Miner, you know, guys that I considered killer players that are just like, when you mentioned the thought of playing a gig to them, I was like, eh, I'd rather sit on my couch with my kids, you know? <laughs> it's funny that, that you say that because, I mean, God damn it, when you've been doing it forever, dude, it's, it's really easy to say, I'm good, you know? Yep. I understand. I, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to quit. Oh, shit. I thought you retired like done. six times already. Correct. That's my point <laughs> because it, it gets to you. You know, I, I guess I, did, I never understood as a kid all the sacrifices that musicians have to make to be where they are, just like any other job in reality. Right. But, I mean, like, I've missed birthdays. I've missed graduation from kindergarten, all because it's, that's when dad has to work. Yeah. So. I remember that man. My my son, he'll be uh, 29 this year, buddy. And uh, <laughs> a lot of the young things, you know, the birthdays and the you know the Chuck E. Cheese and all that shit. I missed a lot of that stuff because I was playing all the time. Yep, and that's see, that's kind of where I'm at, and that's why I've always had the struggle mm. of I just need to find our nine to five. Yeah. And I start thinking about that means I'll have to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I, I haven't done that for what 13 years now. Right. And, so it, it's hard to try to be somebody's little lap dog again when you've been your own boss for so long. It is, but the bad thing is you can't get none of that back either. I mean, so you can look right. at it either way. Yep, for sure. But I, but I also get it, man. I, I love just playing for a living. It was great. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. That's what I always tell people. That's a good way to put it. So hey, check this out, man. Seven questions with Chuck Murphy. Are you ready? Let's do it. Oh, buddy. Pretty boy Floyd or faster pussycat? Oh, Jesus. I knew that gonna was going to kill you. Yeah, I'm going to have to go faster on that one because of Brent. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Megadeth or Metallica? Oh, <laughs> That's not even a fair question, Bobby. Uh, that's fair because I know that's where you're not. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'll go Metallica. Oh, come on, man. I've never liked Mustaine's voice. Oh, well, who gives a shit? He was the man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'll try to make them easier on you. <laughs> yeah, right. I doubt it, but uh, Paul Gilbert or George Lynch? No, oh, Gilbert easily. Okay. This one, this might trip you up a little bit. Eddie Van Halen or R Randy Rhodes? Oh, Jesus. You know, here's the hard part. I'm having to decide the lesser two evils because I never really cared for either one. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm going to say Randy Rhodes. All right. All right. All right, off the subject, steak or chicken? Oh, Jesus. Is that hard, too? That is hard, because if you don't say steak, you're not a man. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all go steak, goddammit. <laughs> all right, fair enough. All right, this one's probably not that hard for you, but I, I had to do it anyway. Enough's enough for poison. No, Jesus. Next. Next? <laughs> enough. Enough's enough. All right. Yeah, I was going to say I would hope so. I love them too, man. Yep. All right. Here's the Black Sabbath question. Dio or Ozzy, brother? Ozzy. Really? Hands you hands. answered that fast. Uh, hands, that's, that's, it goes back to the purist. Okay. What we were talking about earlier. Ozzy is, is Black Sabbath to me. 
Fair. Ronnie James was just a Johnny Solinger. Okay, fair enough, man. But okay, now how about as an artist, Dio or Ozzy? Dio by far. Uh, fair enough. See, exactly. I kind of agree with you there, man. But I'll tell you what, Black Sabbath, Heaven or Hell, is fucking awesome. I will agree. God damn I'm not it. saying it's bad music whatsoever. I'm just saying that if I had to choose one, it would be definitely Ozzy. Well, you know, that's like the Karabi album and the Motley Crue. I know that you love that record. Oh, yeah. But if you want to yep. be a purist. Yeah, I, well, yeah, but okay. I, no, you say. I, I did that on purpose because I know how you feel about that Karabi record. That, it showed that they could actually write music and not weren't just about the glitz and glamour. That's, that's why true. I like, that's true. But I'll tell you, like too, too Fast for Love, man, was a great record, man. Correct, because it was something that nobody had ever done before, and it was a whole. It wasn't a new look, but it was a different look. I do have one more question for you, though. Theater of Pain, dude. That album always seemed to get overlooked, and I, you could take away "Smoking in the Boys' Room" and 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 "Home Sweet Home." I right. love I love that record. You know, I I'm I got into them at Doctor Feelgood. Okay. When I was a kid. So I, I, unfortunately, I was never there for like the earlier. And I've went backwards, of course, but I've never gave Theater of Pain an honest listen, I guess would be the best way to put it. Okay. It was just never on my radar. Fair enough. I forgot you're younger than me. That that really yeah. sucks, you know. <laughs> you know, what are you like, 50? I'm like 55. No, be 43. <sighs> in August. That's right. I got about five years, six years on you. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Jesus, yep. Chuck. You didn't have to throw it out there like that, though. <laughs> you asked. I told. You did. You did. <laughs> God damn it, man. So how, how do you feel about uh, Enough's Enough out there doing the thing with just Chip, man? Again, it's it's a job. It's all they know. So I don't blame them. I don't but blame them either. If I if I had to choose, it would definitely be Donnie or nothing. I see Donnie's out there doing his thing again. Yeah, I don't know how long that'll last. He's there's a reason he's not enough enough. I know, buddy. I know. It it yeah. hurts. It hurts, man. To... That album he just put out is. Am I allowed to say cuss words? You can say whatever the fuck you want. You're, you like Thank that? You. I said fuck first. So there you <laughs> there go. We, yes, it, I'm. A, it's one of the best fucking records I've ever heard. Yeah, sound it's, it's a great record. Beautiful things was absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt that he's always been the songwriter and a great vocalist, man. I mean, yeah, all around. Just like every great songwriter, you know, that usually comes with demons. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. Yes, sir. So, so what's next for Chuck Murphy, man? Shows, shows, and more shows. Yeah, always. <laughs> it's, it, yep, it's just trying to figure out where. Just it's like back in high school in some aspects. You know, you're in a different. There's all these little clicks of musicians, clicks of genres. And considering I'm a cover guy, you know, I've already got that against me. So I don't really make friends with the originals, guys, uh, because I'm the enemy, you know. Yeah, but that still happens. There's money to be made. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do I want to sit at home and hope to get money or do I want to make money? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I mean you can play all the covers, yeah. you know, all the originals you want, but the covers where the money's at, we've all known that for years. Yeah, and it, you know, as a kid, I was one of those kids that were like, oh, look at those cover guys. <laughs> well, you know, we learn from that shit, though, Chuck. Yeah, I for mean, sure. We've all we've all grown up like, fuck, I used to think Danzig was the devil, and I'm like, fuck, I got older, and I'm like, Danzig's great, man. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> it's actually Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> you know shit i was missing out yeah so going back to i you know 
I hate to admit this, but I will because it's what a real artist should do. Is I'm even thinking about just jumping on the country bandwagon, simply because that's what I enjoy the most now. And let's be real, that's where the money is in music. Well, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that, brother. I mean, no. Nope. If you're out there to try to make a dime, man, do it. I mean, but there's a difference between country and country. Correct. Yep. You know, Merle Haggard or or Chris Stapleton. There's a huge difference between. Well, I mean, Chris Stapleton is. You can't go wrong playing Chris Stapleton songs. No, but he's not really country. He's more Americana. He is, and so, like Eric Church, we were just talking. Correct. It's like, same kind of yep. thing. But he sure as hell ain't bro country. <laughs> he sure as hell ain't broke either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I I played on a festival a couple of years ago with like, uh, what was it? Brett Young, Ashley McBride, yeah. Jimmy Allen. Yeah. And some of those guys were absolute douchebags that you could tell were just a face that some label found that he could write one song or sing a certain way. They're like, we'll get our money from you for the next couple of years. And they know it. They, d- they don't have the, no business wanting to talk to people or wanting to be friendly with anyone. It was just sad. But then again, on the other hand, there was guys that were just like, I'm living the dream. What can I do to help you? You know, that kind of thing. Right. But finding that with country music, it's, it goes either way. You'll either get the guys that are amazing and really down to earth, or you'll get the ones that, again, don't give two shits about collecting their check and going home. Right. So. Yeah, man. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But shit, man. I want to hear some Chuck Murphy stuff. You said you were going to put a record out, so I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm trying. But, uh, you know, again, having six kids. I know. Yep. It's all time thing, brother. If I was 20 years younger and had what I knew what I knew now, as far as songwriting goes and the formula and blah, 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 I would have killed it. Yep. But here I am 20 years later, you know. Trying to struggle for time to to do what I used wanted to do back then. Hell, I don't even have kids running around anymore, and I find hard time getting getting with you to do an interview. Yep, again, it just <laughs> it goes back to you live your life, and it's not that the podcast is not important to you, right? But it's things that it just they're in the back pocket now. Yeah, they're not really in the front anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not like I'm making a million dollars doing this. I'm doing it because I like to do it. You know. Correct. You know, I tried doing. I was doing three different podcasts at one time. I remember that. Yep. And again, going back to time and going back to overwhelming, I was trying to find my next, my next, what do you call it? My next outlet if I want to quit being a musician. Right. But I'm like, but I'm already 43 years old. I don't have the next 10 years of my life to hope this turns into something. And then it was just time, like we were talking about. And it's just like, nope. I can't do it. I got to pick the lesser two evils at this point. Chuck, you're doing the right thing, man. You get out there. People obviously enjoy seeing you play, man. Just keep on doing what you're doing. It obviously works for you. It's fun. I'm very blessed. And, you know, I, I, I wish I knew, like I said, I wish I knew then what I know now about being a musician because I would have definitely talked myself out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I'll tell you what, that's so funny because I – I can kind of relate to that. I, I can, yep. I can, man, because there's, there's a lot of years that I'm like, damn, I did all this. And I'm like, I could have been doing this, but I'm like, I love this. Yeah. It, it's hard, man. It really is yep. hard. It really is. You know, it's just like how I try to explain to my kids, you know, about when we tell you, we know more than you. It's not because we think we're better than you. It's because we've got more years experience. 
Yep. We have more, you know, you're, like I tried, told my oldest who just turned 18, or Laura's oldest. I'm like, see, you're 18 and I'm 43. That means I have all those extra world, extra years of all the pain and the hurt this world has given me to be prepared for certain things. Right. And if I would have known that back then, what to prepare for as a musician, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. No. God damn it. Well, Chuck, man, dude, it's been great talking to you, bro. I'm, 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 sure. I'm glad we finally got to do this, man. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll let you know as soon as this thing's up, man. I'll send you a link. And uh, sounds good, brother. Thanks I'll, for having I, me, and I appreciate. I it. appreciate you too, man. And hey, check out John Nielsen's new album, still right here, dude. I hope you can make one of the shows and and meet John. You will really enjoy him, man. He's a really good dude. For sure, and that's a, what April twenty second weekend is that right? April twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth. The twenty ninth, the thirtieth, we're in Milan. The twenty eighth, we're in Davenport. I, I'll get with you before then and make sure you know where everything's at. Okay, but, sounds good to me, brother. Chuck, you take care of yourself, man. I appreciate you, brother. God bless you. Yep, you too, Bobby. Right, take bye, care. Bye bye. Bye bye. That concludes today's episode of the Metal Bob Live podcast. Thank you for listening. Metal Bob out.